Hello and welcome to this latest CN podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. With ISM 23 approaching, we talk to Brett Beach, co-founder of sustainable cocoa brand Mia, about the official launch of Ghana Gold Chocolate. And we also discuss why he's pushing fair trade to acknowledge a new certification, which he calls Fair Made, to recognize products as they're made with local ingredients and produced in origin countries. Take a listen. So, Brett, welcome again. Lovely to um, love to catch up with you uh, once again. I know you are on your way to ISM uh, Sweets and Snacks Trade Fair in Cologne. Um, just give us a little update on what MII are doing and uh, what what you'll be um, what 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 are the products you'll be showing at ISM. Sure. So, yeah, thanks for having me, Tony. And I, I think ISM this is a an exciting year because. Um, it's, it seems like the first full show since COVID where everybody's really ready to come. And um, what we're, for us, it'll be the official launch of Ghana Gold. <clears throat> so as you know, we, we became uh, really, I think, the only company in the world to make chocolate, finish chocolate in two countries. And we started in Madagascar. We'll have that range there. And uh, Ghana was launched last fall. So it'll be the first time to show it to the trade in general. Um, and I think as much as that, it's really digging into all the NPD that happened over COVID and with inflation and um, reduction in pack sizes for the bigger companies who acted quite quickly. And then just seeing how everybody's handling yeah, the new the new world the way it is, you know, and with HFSS in the UK and things like that as well. I think it's just interesting to see what people are doing. Okay, good. Um, we'll just we'll mention that um, MIA, MIA will be at um, ISM, they, 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 which takes place from um, April 23rd to 25th. And you're in uh, hole 4.2, stand J050. Is that correct? Yes, yes, thank you. I will be with the British Pavilion. Good. And as, as well as your, you know, your, your, your sustainability work that you do, obviously MIA is a commercial business brand as well. So how, how's it been going with, with uh, Ghana Gold is a new, as a new launch, but how's, how's business in general been over the last, since we last spoke probably you know, a year ago? Yeah, I think it's it's a challenge. Um, there's still lots of opportunities, but when we look at it from the perspective of our Madagascan range, that's really targeted at specialty shops. I think a little less in the UK, but more in other in other regions. Those shops were closed during COVID. So for and Ghana Gold is also in those shops, but it's not the main target. So in that sense, for specialty, I think it's a really tough environment. Um, the bigger stores, I don't think it's easier than before because I think there's a lot of pressure and um, and there's there's a lot of adjustments going on. But we still see uh, on the positive the developments. Um, you know, if you'll have, for example, uh, the the discussions that started in Tony Shokolonely came on the scene in a, uh, outside the Netherlands, and I think the wider discussions around transparency with the EU and um, deforestation that happens around cocoa and preventing that. There's a lot. I think that's going on that lends towards a brand like Mia um, that's looking to take things forward in terms of kind of fair trade models. So in that way, I think we really have a strong position. It's just a matter of finding partners who can see that value and see how they can basically deliver value to their customers with a product like ours. 
Okay, and thank you for reminding me. You pronounce your, it's not MIAs, it's not missing in action, it's MIA, made in Africa. Yes, yeah, that's all your, right. Your I always get confused. It is you. an acronym, um, so everybody kind of mix it. As long as you say it, we don't mind. It's yeah, just, yeah, MIA. <laughs> MIA, MIA, MIA. Uh, yes, where, just for, for listeners who are perhaps not in the industry, where where can people find uh, the MIA uh, portfolio where, where where are your outlets are you basically online or do you have um do you have outlets you know in and around europe yeah so it's it's a bit of a mix and in, in yeah. most european countries you'll find us in some of the specialty shops and or we are on amazon in the uk um we're occasionally in some bigger stores in the us but not year-round um but the kind of mainstays of targets like um, central food retail in Thailand is a department store. Obviously, a lot of people won't be familiar with it. I've never been there myself, but it's a store that carries me on an ongoing basis. Whole Foods Market um, uh-huh. carries it in the UK. And really now with Ghana Gold, we're targeting more and more accounts where we can be in on a permanent basis that are, you know, have a national presence because we are, we have a lot of great um, independent accounts but kind of they're they're scattered, so it would be harder. So you know we have distribution in about ten countries, including China, the U.S., and Australia. But these are mostly local independents that are carrying it. So that's why it's harder to kind of just name a big a big shop where we are. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, well, people get the idea of where yeah. they can find your yeah. your wonderful chocolate, uh, Madagascar, Madagascan, and, and now uh, made in made in Ghana as well, isn't it? But all sustainably sourced. You are Mia was set up as as a uh, to to push really, but primarily to push the sustain, sustainability aspect of of cocoa, and that that leads on to our next um, uh, topic. We covered Confection News covered um, the launch of what your 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 your, your new concept, Fair Made. And you were trying to get fair trade to recognize it um, uh, as a kind of um, sustainable certificate, aren't you? And, and uh, at the moment, well, fair trade didn't get back to me on this. So I just wonder yeah. how, if you can just explain to readers what it is a little bit and what are you calling for and what, what, what do you want to, to, what support you would like from fair trade? Yeah, thank you. So I think what we want to do is we want to build upon fair trade. So what we point out in the article is fair trade has shown flexibility. So they have the fair trade. If we just talk about chocolate, fair trade products that are made with fair trade ingredients, uh, wherever they're made. And then they did an abbreviated version of that, which is they chose single ingredients to certify within a product. So you might just have your cocoa certified and then they'll say fair trade ingredient. So what we're asking them to do is go the other way and go a bit further and say, what would a product look like if it's fair trade ingredients and it's made in the country to add that really crucial value of the transformation that's made Belgium and France and, and even now the UK so known for, for good chocolate um, and other products as well. And for us, it's quite simple. What we want to do is we're looking to gather, um, bring together a group of people who are already doing, a group of companies. And that's a big project for us this year. And then it's going to start very simply, you know, companies that have found a good key ingredient, pay a fair price and can show that they double the value of that ingredient by making it in the country. Um, That's, I think, the basis to start it. So they're making it in the country where the ingredient grows and they're doubling the value and they're doing it in an ethical way. And I think if we can demonstrate that, that fair trade can be part of a movement 
that can actually make such a huge difference to producer communities by building on what they already do, then I, I think they would be, you know, it would be crazy not to take a look at it. And it may not be applicable to all products, right? You're, never, you're not going to make bread in Africa or something. <laughs> But there are some products that you can make that make a big difference. I think with us, we're in chocolate. So we're just looking at cocoa, chocolate, those supply chains. And there's no reason you can't make a number of chocolate products in country. And we're not saying you have to make them all. But we do think you can make a difference. Absolutely. Because, you know, it, it's it's widely known to us in the industry. that 70% of the global, global cocoa is actually grown in Africa, isn't it? But only 1% of the... Uh, chocolate uh, that comes from that cocoa is actually made in made in Africa and that's um, that's very much what you what you want to get across isn't it with with when people buy buy their chocolate bar um, I just wondered so when you say why why make chocolate in Africa that's really for the export market is it I mean consumption of chocolate in cocoa producing cocoa producing countries is not that not that popular is it or, or is it becoming more so now yeah, I, I, it's, it is increasing a bit. And I think there's, there is a, a market. And to be clear, uh, from an African perspective, that's the ideal, right? That the money gets circulated just within the country. Obviously, export's great for countries and bringing in foreign currency. But I'm all support and all support of brands that are making chocolate and selling it in their country, because I think that's a first step as a as a producer to gaining that volume and, and that experience. Um, but it's increasing. And there are a number of brands around Africa, but not not for a billion plus people, you know, not that many. And for making 70% of the world's cocoa. And I think for us, it's it's about that added value, um, but it's yeah. also about just moving forward because a lot, so many countries do support Africa on a development side, or I'd say more on, you know, the sustainability development goals. And it's almost like bandages for a problem that really goes back to people having more sustainable jobs and earning more income. And when people earn more income, they'll be able to sell more chocolate in their own country. And I think that's apart from the, the hot weather and things and supply chains, chocolate can melt. It is if there's not a, a, a consumer spend, then it's hard to sell. But chocolate's, I'd say, an affordable luxury, but it's still not a necessity. It's not a staple food, you know. So I think that that's preventing some more sales in Africa as well. Just the buying power of the people. Absolutely. And as you as you, as you say, you, you kind of behind the scenes in discussions with fair trade and sustainability um, organizations about this concept is, is that correct you kind of still uh, kind of trying to get it off the ground i i have some really good contacts and yeah. you know well i can't say anybody said oh you know yeah i think the organization's ready for that fair trade's obviously large and there's the certification, the, the flow part, and then there are also the fair trade, the USA and Europe. So I just think we need people to see that fair trade's been going for 20 plus years. Like I said in the article, they do have actually, they did start with some products that are made, you know, baskets and things are made in country. And you need to see that value. And I, if they don't do it, somebody else will. And I think they're, they're basically, um, all due respect to all the others, Rainforest Alliance, Fair for Life, fair trade is the biggest yeah, and it would be in their interest to to be a leader and to show, even if it's not their main their main business, so to say, or their main project. I think you have to show leadership and and a way forward for communities when it's when it's presented in a clear way and shown that you know it can make a difference. Um, Absolutely, yeah. And um, 
for, for listeners who want to find out more with the, with the article that goes with this podcast, we'll uh, feature the, the, the little video that you, you've done that, that kind of illustrates it. And there's a, a graphic illustration as well that, that shows the disparity between, you know, um, the, 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 the cocoa that is grown in Africa and then the, the what the, uh, the, the chocolate that is made in Africa. Disparity between that, so we'll we'll highlight that in our article. Um, but thanks for bringing giving us an update on that, uh, Brett. So we really appreciate it. Um, and good luck with with your with your um, new um, sustainability kind of certification um, concept. So we Thank look you. forward to yeah, we look forward to kind of following yeah. that 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 story. Um, now Mia as well is you've been in Madagascar, haven't you? That's where you started. Uh, you've been in Correct. Madagascar now for how long? Um, well, I personally started there in 2001 and lived there for six years and then have been involved ever since. And Mia since 2017. So about six years we've been making Mia in Madagascar. Um, it's a great, great country and a little bit apart, obviously, geographically and kind Absolutely. of history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as with all areas um in in that part of the world it's it's had its own it's had its environmental um, problems hasn't it with the drought famine and then was it was it um was it the tornado did they have flooding uh there maybe it, not where the cocoa uh, growing area is but yeah. what, what's the situation there on the ground well they, they typically have cyclones each year that come in and they do as you as you suggested they actually because the cocoa is on the west coast so near the mozambique channel um and the cyclones tend to hit the the east coast so they can unless they're really strong they actually can benefit the the cocoa farmers because they they bring the rain but not the strong winds by the time they cross the land but there have been a number of deaths i think over 100 in madagascar um from the most recent um on the east coast because they just it causes you know tremendous flooding and the houses aren't you know lots of times they're not made out of brick and things on the coast um so uh, people are are vulnerable and um actually one of our our partners that we when we work on development projects um called money for madagascar is over there now the director and so i think we'll get more detail when she comes back but the, the, the country's really facing a number of challenges um and it's it's a poor country as well so this yeah. is you know, it's not a, it's not an it, it's an annual occurrence, but it's been a heavy year, I think, with all the, the variation. Absolutely. Has the, the main crop has that been harvested now? Are they still are they still going? Is it still in in the process? There's two 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 crops yeah. right here, so, so Madagascar is actually entering a bit of a, a downtime, starting about I think really more May when it's harder to find cocoa and then it picks up again sort of September October and that's when they have their main harvest but yeah it's a bit it's a bit odd compared to a lot of um I mean I guess it mirrors it mirrors uh, Ghana in a bit in the in the main harvest but in Madagascar the light harvest can be um quite light in terms of finding cocoa because it's a smaller uh, producing region you know less than one percent of the world's production but a very very good flavor obviously coming from the cocoa. Absolutely, it's fantastic uh, chocolate, one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay, well, Brett, thank you very much for those updates. As, as I say, Mia will be at uh, ISM, which takes place in yeah, two or three weeks time, and we wish yeah. you success with that. We hope you 
a get your your new Ghana Gold uh, brand. You know, I hope it's a successful launch. And B, you continue with your with your sustainability mission, which has been the the, the, the backbone of Mia, and it's um, you are at the forefront in, in many many ways on on that. So we we look forward to catching up with you at ISM. Yeah, thank you very much. And I think if we can shine a light on something and create bigger change, then that that's part of what Mia is about. You know, it's just not not just about Mia, but about leaving something for future future companies to work on absolutely brett thank you you're welcome thank you